Welcome to the Post-Christian Podcast. My name is Eric Bryant. I'm one of the executive pastors at Gateway in Austin, Texas. My foundation exists to equip and empower church leaders in reaching new people and raising up leaders. I'm the author of Not Like Me and Fruitful, Becoming Who God Created You to Be. Join me on social media for Through the New Testament for Skeptics and Seekers. And be sure to sign up for my email newsletter where you can receive free resources at ericbryant.org. On today's episode, I have with me a new friend, Scott Lambie. How are you doing, Scott? Good, Eric. How are you? Great. I'm excited to hear about your new ministry, Rescue One More. I feel like putting our faith into action is one of the greatest antidotes to our post-Christian world. Talk a little bit about the origins of Rescue One More. Oh, wow, Eric, it's a, a bit of a long story, but uh, my wife and I got uh, saved uh, in our early 30s, and uh, we we're both doing uh, high-tech stuff in Austin at the time, and uh, not long after getting saved, we felt like we were being called to help uh, children in poverty. Uh, I'm going to go real quick through that, through that, but long story short, started serving in our local church and then got connected with the African Children's Choir, uh, moved to Africa for seven years. Wow. And during that time, we adopted three children from Africa, uh, two young ladies. Um, one of one of the young ladies, uh, her name is Vanessa, was sexually abused before she came to stay with us. Yeah. And we got back to we got back to Austin, and during the COVID lockdown time, Vanessa started talking about using her story to help other girls back in Uganda who are suffering from sexual abuse. And so we started to piece together solutions, which turned out to be Rescue One More. And two and a half years ago, we launched it, and we've been in Uganda rescuing children for the past two and a half years, setting up teams. Uh, safe shelter and doing outreaches into communities and working with the local government of Uganda to combat sexual abuse of children over there. It's the amazing. Of- yeah, that is amazing. And obviously, you absolutely jumped in, put your faith in action. I want to hear I have so many questions. But first, I'd just love for here for a moment, what helped you as Austinites, you know, and you're you're in a progressive city, you're adults, you're 30 years old. Like, what was it that helped you to find faith? Uh, I think, you know, especially speaking to Christian leaders, there are a lot of me out there uh, working in the high tech world, depending on, you know, whatever political affiliation you're, you are, you're in, kind of wondering what the meaning of life is and looking for some purpose and really having chased that uh, in money for a very long time, getting to the point where the money was there and then finding no uh, fulfillment out of it. You start searching, searching for something more. And for us, it was looking down the road of Buddhism, yoga, uh, running marathons, all, all of these different avenues that finally ended up getting us to a point where we, we, where we found Jesus, Jesus found us, we started following him. But there's there's a lot of men out there uh, who are just suffering in their in their tech jobs and making the money, getting all the stuff. And um, for me, I think 
what ended up happening was the the greed um there's only so much you can really kind of do to feed greed and then your spirit's ca calling and longing for something different and it just so happened that the right people uh were around us at that time to point us in in different directions and um and surround us with good advice and some discipleship which ended up le leading us to the lord so wow i love yeah. it it's such a beautiful yeah. story and then to continue that beautiful story, not only living in Africa, adopting these kids, but in many ways, it feels like you're created this in order to help Vanessa live out her calling. You know, like there is this beautiful sense of, you know, I can't remember from your website, over 60 kids have been rescued, 158 children have been served, there's 65 perpetrators arrested, 26,000 educated on this awful situation. Let's talk a little bit more about that. How has your ministry been able to go in and make such a difference in such a short time? And then how can churches be involved in what you're doing? Oh, yeah. So I think one of the when we left Uganda, uh, we were there for seven years and made so many friends and connections uh, in our ministry time there that it almost felt like we left a lot of things behind. And we're like, how God gave us, God gave us so much, gave us so many relationships and connections um, with ministries and in the government. And it, it felt like there was something there. So when this, um, when, when this, purpose, this mission came up, it seemed like all of the pieces of the puzzle were already on the table. Like we had relationships with the right people. And uh, one of our good friends here, who was actually a big part of our salvation story, pointed us to the Children's Advocacy Centers of Texas. And they have an amazing solution for dealing with the sexual uh, violence problem of children in Texas. They met with us, they equipped us. We immediately had a program and wow. some advisors to take over to Uganda. So we just took what they had, merged it with the church and started deploying it in districts in Uganda, partnering with the government, partnering with churches, partnering with ministries. And um, God's just opened doors. I think he doesn't like children being sexually abused. Absolutely. And it's yeah. all him. Like miracle after miracle we don't really know what we're doing we we're starting to learn and figure it all out but um you know we just kind of walked into it and kept walking and doors kept opening and god's bringing us the right people and yeah. um it's been it's been miracle after miracle and two and a half years in uh having 60 children rescued is beyond what we would have would have believed would have happened with this little you know step of faith. I love faith. it. I love it. Well, so much of this is up at your website. I encourage everyone listening to go to rescueonemore.com. You're jumping into the middle of some really difficult situations. People, you know, often girls traumatized. What's some of the action steps for your ministry and partnerships that you have that once a child is out of the harmful environment is able to find healing 60 plus kids rescued what what's kind of their journey since then yeah i mean it does vary eric because kids have come have different situations and um 
depending on what their circumstance is, we need to find them safety. Uh, so our follow-up is counseling and um, uh, regular points of counseling, but we have uh, four different ministry partners and they all, they have daily devotions within the shelters that they operate. Uh, we might find a girl who has been trafficked and uh, is used to a life of prostitution. We can't keep that that young lady at our safe house where we have nine-year-old girls. Sure. So we have different solutions going on. All of the solutions that we have in place right now include um, teaching the girls about deep Jesus, having them open up about their trauma, um, getting a trusted social worker uh, in front of them, whether they the, they could even stay at home. If we remove the perpetrator from the situation, they could stay at home, but our social workers go out and, and meet them where they are and um, disciple, disciple them. We've had girls who uh, uh, just a few weeks ago um, borderline suicidal because of the trauma that they've been through and our mentors have been able to sit with them pray with them and lead them to jesus and we've seen that happen you know when you're in when you're in uh when you're lost in the world of trauma and lost after your community turns its back on you and your family turns back on you and there's uh someone that is loving you and teaching you about the lord um there's something that really kind of happens to people's spirits and souls and they're they're willing to accept jesus and follow him and and um that's our goal and that's our hope is that you know we can't be with these girls for the rest of their lives but jesus can so mm. we start that relationship make that introduction and then pray for them as they go out into the world again and um try to put their lives back together i love it well to me you and Sarah, and now your kids, you know, Vanessa is one of the co-founders and spokespersons. I just think it's a beautiful expression of our faith in action. You know, if the world saw how our lives have been transformed by Jesus and we bring more of heaven to earth, I mean, and you're literally rescuing kids from hell on earth, you are just demonstrating such a beautiful expression of what the church should be. How was discipleship in your experience, in your life, uh, moving you not just to learning a little bit more about God, but to like, I'm going to actually live this out. Like, what are some of the other tips uh, from your experience that church leaders could hear? Like, how do we raise up more Scott and Sarah's in the world? Oh, um, the, the, the big thing for us, the big game changer for us, I think, was um we went the church we were attending we were so lost and confused and we went to one of the pastors and explained what was going on with us and he introduced introduced us to this lady named mitzi reese and she came over to our house and and read john with us for six months and prayed for us and that's it um but within within the chapter of john uh you know there's so much there like all you need is a scripture and someone maybe to sit there and help you understand it um, and relate to you and answer your questions. And for us, that's what the experience was. And so um, I had a friend, 
I'll just add this. I had one other friend um, when I was going through this tumultuous time in my spirit, I was, I was explaining to, to my friend what was going on. He was like, you need to talk to God. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know what he meant by that. Uh, I was so far, like I was such an, I was an atheist. I grew up, you know, outside of the church, but he said, you need to talk to God. And that, that opened my mind to actually do that. And so I walk around and say, okay, God, you know, and just engage in that, in that conversation where I had never really tried that before. So I, I think the combination of those, those things, reading the Bible with someone and getting to understand it and just talking to God, it's simple, but meeting people where they are. And yeah. And it was in the context of community. And then what opened your hearts to the idea of even moving to Africa? Well, uh, I think that's kind of going back to the salvation side of things. When, when we were exploring, uh, what, what was going on with us when we were going through this spiritual transformation or trying to figure it out, there was a tsunami that hit, uh, Thailand, if you remember that. And I was watching the news and heard us heard stories about children being abused in thailand in the aftermath of that disaster and for the first time for the first time i wanted to do something about it so i think god was like yeah you know like you hear about disasters on the tv and you just click 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 but for the first time something was welling up inside of me that was Mm -hmm. like need to go do something about this um and that was i think what called us and ended up continuing to lead us in where we would go on the mission field. Um, So, you know, we did some mission trips to Mexico on a pretty regular basis. And then um, some friends of mine invited me to Africa uh, after some violence went down in Kenya. Some post-election violence went down in Kenya. We worked with kids there. Um, and I just knew, uh, when we were in the slums in, in, in Kenya, that this was where God wanted us to be. And so, wow. Months later we moved over there. That's amazing. There's a great, great quote from Mark Twain. He said, travel is fatal to prejudice, bigotry, and narrow mindedness. And many of our people need it sorely on these accounts, broad, wholesome, charitable views of men and women of men and things cannot be acquired by vegetating in one little corner of the earth all one's lifetime. I love how you got off the couch after seeing the news. It involved serving. And it's often true on these mission trips, your heart changes more than the people you're there to serve. And I think that if anyone's listening to this and their church wants to be a part of rescuing kids who are being trafficked and sexually abused, you can do that through Rescue One More. I want to point again to that website, rescueonemore.com. Scott, please thank your wife, your kids for the efforts that you guys are doing. Thank you for representing Jesus so well. Grateful for what you guys are doing. Yeah. um, Thank you for even listening. Um, It's just, you know, as simple as like taking one step and, you know, there's, there's guys out there who are searching for you know, purpose in their lives. And, um, it's not hard to find them. They, they, they always want to get coffee and they always want to hear this story. And, you know, it's like, they're looking for something, searching for something, 
um, that only God's going to lead them to. And so, you know, I just encourage your the, the church leaders that are are watching this. Um, you know, Jesus Jesus walks up to he's, he's like, if you want to be my disciple, he says, if you want to be my disciple. Um, in some versions, it says something different, but I love that version where it says, if you want to be my disciple, who doesn't want to be Jesus's disciple? He says, um, deny yourself and pick up your cross daily and follow. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and there's there's so much to unpack within those words. Um, and when you sit down with uh, with a with a man who's struggling and try to unpack those words like everybody wants to be Jesus's disciple. Yeah. Um, the hard part is denying yourself. Mm. And the hard part is picking up your cross. Yeah. Um, but when we do, uh, we find, we'll find our, our purpose and our calling in him. And when we, when we do pick up that cross, um, it gives us an opportunity to, to help Jesus bring healing to the world. So I love it. Thank you so much, Scott. Everyone has that in them. That's right. Keep up the great work. Thanks for the encouragement. Thanks for joining us on the Post-Christian Podcast. More resources available at ericbryant.org.